Today is Monday, November 14th, 2022. On the show, we will discuss the hard, brutal reality about voting in America and what the GOP must do if they ever wish to win a federal election again. The GOP establishment wants to push for leadership votes despite their failures in the midterms, and the Democrat Party just lost their number two donor as crypto company collapses. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. How is it possible? How is it possible that Katie Hobbs beats Carrie Lake? Carrie Lake is up in the polls. Carrie Lake actually campaigned. Carrie Lake actually debated. Carrie Lake was on TV every night. Carrie Lake was beloved by the voters. This is how. Ballot algorithms. It has nothing to do with the individual voter. It has everything to do with the mass balloting and the managerial class of the Democrat Party figuring out their algorithms. And the algorithms simply mean this nursing home has this many registered Democrats, and we're going to send someone in there in order to get those ballots. Is it fraud? Is it rigging? Is it irresponsible? Is it wrong? Ladies and gentlemen, whatever you think of it, it's legal. So let's start living in reality here as a Republican Party. What happened in Arizona? Well, one the election day machines broke down. According to official sources inside of Maricopa County, some unbelievable amount of polling locations, get me the exact amount of polling locations that had catastrophic issues, broke down, thus affecting the amount of people who would vote election day. What are the official numbers? Well, it was astronomical. And what was the effect on a election day voter. Well, it was very bad for Republicans. The reason why is because we as a party message to people, you must vote on election day, vote on election day, vote on election day. Whereas the Democrat party tells their people to vote by mail. That is why 57% of John Fetterman's votes were cast before he went out and debated like a cadaver, mouth-breathing cadaver on the debate stage with Dr. Oz. You remember the clips. Hello. Good night, everybody. You remember those clips? You remember them talking about fracking? I do, I do, I do, I don't support fracking. I do, I do, I do, I don't support fracking. These are quotes from the future senator of Pennsylvania. Why did he win? Because over half of his votes were cast before he ever debated. Why didn't Katie Holmes debate? Well, because presumably her votes had been harvested before Carrie Lake ever picked up steam. Her votes had been harvested that summer. The paradigm window has shifted entirely. Democrats don't need to convince you that their candidate is good. They don't even need to run candidates who speak English or have functional brain stems. They don't need to debate. They can run the cringiest people. One in five polling locations in Maricopa. 60 vote centers. These are according to the official results. So 20% of the voting locations had issues. Who would that affect? The people who voted by mail, sitting on their asses inside of a apartment building, children's dorm room, or nursing home? Of course not. Those votes were already gathered and tabulated. The system was already wired. That is how it works. Benny. What about Nevada? How can Adam Laxalt, who was a state elected official and who was very popular in that state, lose, yet Joe Lombardo, the governor, the future governor of Nevada, wins by like seven points? Joe Lombardo is a Republican, and he won in Nevada. And God bless him. Good dude, former cop. Joe Lombardo won, and he won walking away. But Adam Laxalt lost for the Senate. Why is that exactly? Ladies and gentlemen, There's something called federal-only elections. That's right. Federal-only elections are elections where if there is an undue requirement for citizenship by the state, for instance, voter laws that require you must be a citizen of America to vote, well, then you will get a federal-only ballot, and you'll be able to vote only in federal elections. This is why You see a discrepancy on statewide races sometimes for states with strict voter ID laws 
where the federal Democrat candidates outperform. Nevada is a perfect example of this. The state candidates. Did you know this? That our federal government's laws supersede state laws as it pertains to election. Thus, why they want H.R. 1 to pass so they can universally mail every voter in America a ballot for federal elections at the very least. State elections are controlled on a state level. Federal elections are controlled by the federal government. And you wonder why they want 5 million, 10 million, 20 million new people to flood our country through open borders. Do you see how the math makes sense? Remember, I was born in 1986. And in the year of my birth, California was a red state. California was a bright red Ronald Reagan voting state in the year of my birth. Mail-in balloting, federal elections, illegal immigration, and messaging to minority communities lead to massive Democrat swings in these places. And that is why the border is open. In case you were wondering, it's a numbers game. It has nothing to do with the quality of the candidates. It has nothing to do with functional brainstems in our candidates. It has everything to do with the federal-only ballots. It doesn't even have to do with your citizenship. Federal-only ballots getting mailed out. We have the article here. Arizona voter registration requires proof of citizenship. The federal form does not. Some voters in Arizona will only be able to vote for president and congressional candidates. Interesting. Their ballots will not list any state legislative races or county races. But they will be able to vote for federal candidates. Therefore, their ballots can go be harvested and collected, and you can get the federal-only candidates elected. This is how Catherine Cortez Masto wins in Nevada, even when a Republican soundly becomes governor by, by six or seven points, Joe Lombardo crushed. We must understand these systems in order to win, ladies and gentlemen. And the federal-only ballot, the federal-only ballot that does not require proof of citizenship, which is insane, will absolutely be the death of the Republican Party federally, as we know. Republican Party may be able to win in the states, but you, as you see in these House races, the lack of proof of citizenship, federal-only balloting, mail-in voting— meaning there's as many ballots as there are voters out there, and then the harvesting of those, which Democrats are light years ahead of us. They implemented it in 2018. By the way, in case you're wondering if COVID is a part of this, yes, COVID was used as a cudgel in order to get this law passed by idiot Republicans in these states that are suicidal. But the Democrats have been pushing this for decades. Decades. This is the same playbook. This is an Eric Holder playbook to push mail-in voting. When Nancy Pelosi got the gavel in 2018, before anyone knew what a COVID-19 was, one of her first bills on the floor was permanent mail-in voting. That's before COVID. They, this has been the game for a very long time. We have to open our eyes and start to think about these things in reality if we wish to change them and ever win again. Up to 1,000 Arizona voters were mistakenly sent ballots with only federal races. Here's why and what's next. This is an example of what happens when you're shipping out two different ballots and one has absolutely no citizenship requirements. Go. Learning about an issue impacting 6,000 voters in Arizona. Secretary of State Katie Hobbs confirming some voters will receive a mail ballot with only federal races. That error has to do with driver's license records verifying citizenship. The system failed to properly verify, leading it to think the voter can only vote in federal races. So the voters impacted should check their email and check their mail for that updated ballot. It's five. These are the issues at hand. These are the issues that will collapse our republic. It does not have to do with fraud. It has to do with the understanding of the balloting mechanisms and the legalized harvesting of ballots from brain-dead people to elect brain-dead candidates. Welcome to the all-important election month of November, ladies and gentlemen. What do people care about? 
in this month? Well, polling shows that seven out of 10 Americans think that inflation is the number one issue in America right now, and they are correct. Politicians are always talking about kitchen table issues. Well, what's on your kitchen table? Groceries. How's your grocery bill doing? How about the gas to get those groceries? How's your gas prices where you live? Inflation is rampant and it's insane. It's only caused by one thing, the communists in Washington, D.C. spending too much money. That is why my family hedges against the withering effects of inflation on our savings by investing in gold. We invest in gold with our dear friends at Birch Gold. They have helped us Protect our savings from 40-year high inflation. Text Benny to 989898 for your free info kit on diversifying into gold. Plus, when you do this by the end of the month, by Black Friday, you'll get a free gold bar with each purchase. Man, it's nice to open up my security deposit box and see those gold bars glistening. See something that Joe Biden cannot destroy. Ladies and gentlemen, I went gold and I'll never go back. Go gold today. Invest in something of real value with my friends at Birch Gold. Text Benny to 989898. It has to do with things that seem profoundly un-American. Nate Cohn is the data analyst at the New York Times. And Nate Cohn had this to say in a quite viral tweet this weekend. Democrats are winning the post-election vote. The post-election vote. Well, that seems very undemocratic. This is the party that clamors on and is now doing victory laps about saving democracy and how they saved democracy. The thing that keeps Democrats' hopes alive is that they are gaining in the post-election vote in most districts. Expect that headline to be the headline in every single presidential race from here until the rest of your life. Expect that headline to be the headline in every major federal contest from here until the end of your life, as long as these systems remain. Because what happens when you have the permanent and unlimited number of ballots and an unlimited capacity to go harvest those ballots is that Republicans on the current system will never win again. The current system says, drive Republicans to the polls on election day. That is the current system. And that number will never outnumber months of harvesting ballots and shoving them into drop boxes. Okay? I cannot be more clear on that. Republicans have to change the way that we think about elections in these places and the way that we reach voters and message to voters in these elections and our infrastructure. Will Republicans change? Well, now this is the second question as to how we got screwed and betrayed in this election. The reality and the harsh reality at that is our leadership in the Republican Party would much rather be in a permanent minority position, yet still have power, than have to contend with MAGA and America First candidates that were elected successfully, giving them a majority, and that is betrayal. Mitch McConnell spent nearly $10 million in Alaska promoting Senator Murkowski, who is a pro-abortion, votes with the Dems, votes against Brett Kavanaugh, votes to impeach Donald Trump, anti-pseudo-Republican. Mitch McConnell spent millions on her race and did not drop a dime to help Blake Masters in a very winnable race in Arizona. The reason why was that he would rather have Mitch McConnell made the cold-hearted, corrupt, corporatist, uniparty decision to support his own power, even if it is in the minority, than to be the majority leader with someone like Blake Masters in his caucus who he disagrees with. He made the same calculation in New Hampshire. He did not help out Don Balduck in a very winnable race in New Hampshire. He made the same calculation in Pennsylvania. And he made the same calculation in Nevada. We should be up four seats in the Senate right now. Had we leadership that decided that serving the Republican Party and serving the bosses, which is us, the people, 
The only reason you have power, you work for us. He decided against it. The people own these candidates. You are owned, Mitch McConnell, by the electorate who gives you power. And I tell you this, I am against Mitch McConnell. And I am against Kevin McCarthy because I am for meritocracy. And the meritocracy on its face, even if they had funded these candidates, they deserve to lose their power positions. And we're going to get into leadership races here in just a second. Let me state this. As a conservative, you must be for meritocracy. That is an absolute prerequisite to our worldview. That hard work is what matters, not your skin color, not who your daddy was, not where you come from. Hard work and your record is what matters. And so not understanding the way that these races were run, it is your sole responsibility as the leader of the party in the Senate and the leader of the party in the House. And Ronna McDaniel, I lump you in on this, and Ronna McDaniel needs to go as well. She is the chairwoman of the GOP of the RNC. Not understanding how these measures work, not deploying people into the field in order to gather ballots where legal, in order to knock doors on Republican households where legal, and assist in the delivery of those ballots if need be. Not able to build the infrastructure that lost us 2020 and that lost us 2022. Do not be able to change anything from the year 2020 to the year 2022. Republicans lose in 2018. They lose in 2020. They lose in 2022. People blame Trump for this poppycock bull. It is not Trump's fault. It is not his responsibility to run our elections as a party. He does not get paid by the party. Donald Trump holds no elected position right now. Sure, there is tertiary blame for specific races or specific things. Some candidates may not be strong. Maybe Donald Trump didn't help out enough from his own Save America PAC. Donald Trump is sitting on hundreds of millions of dollars. But it is not his responsibility to get Republicans elected right now. Donald Trump could, by all right, sit there and drink a Diet Coke and hit long piss missiles at his golf club day and night and not care about the Republican Party one iota. That is his right. It is not his responsibility. It is the responsibility of Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell, Ronna McDaniel to figure out these systems. And we give them hundreds of millions of dollars to figure this stuff out. And they did not lift a finger. They did not fire a warning shot. They never once talked about mail-in balloting and ballot harvesting. They never once went to these districts and encouraged Republicans to vote early and sent people into the field to assist in the capturing of ballots where it was legal. Nothing. For that reason alone, they should be kicked out yet. Here we have the Republican Senate leaders going to plow forward with a leadership vote, spitting in your face, even though a preponderance of the caucus is calling for them to delay this vote, including Rick Scott. Listen. Know that you have been circulating a letter along with Senator Ron Johnson, pressing colleagues to sign on to a, a postponement of next week's elections in terms of leadership positions. But top uh, senators are saying they're going to push forward, even though the ink is not even dry. What are your thoughts on the elections next week? Well, first off, it doesn't make any sense. So I've been in, I've been in the Senate for four years. I'm a business guy. And here's what I've watched. In business, you have a plan. You know your numbers, all right? I've been up here four years. What is our plan? It's like Stephen Miller talked about. What is our plan? Why, what are we running on? What do we stand for? What are we hell-bent to get done? What we, you know, you know, there's no plan to do that. The leadership in the Republican Senate says, no, you cannot have a plan. We're just going to run against how bad the Democrats are. And actually, then they cave into the Democrats. So, and then now they want to rush through an election. We haven't even finished what's happened in Georgia. My focus is to make sure Herschel wins. And I hope everybody helps Herschel. You can go to teamherschel.com uh, to help, teamherschel.com. But they want to rush through an election because, you know, they don't want to do any assessment of what we've done wrong. Insanity is doing the exact same thing and thinking you're going to get a different result. We won't. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. 
Nothing will change and we will lose permanently and forever if you keep McCarthy, McConnell, and McDaniel. Matt Gates tweeted McCarthy, McDaniel, McConnell, McFailure. And he's right, damn it. We're very proud of our growing company here at The Benny Show. We're very proud of our growing audience. And for that, we have you to thank the listener. But we wouldn't be able to do this show without the technology that backs the show up. And the most important piece of technology is our cell phones. It keeps a news show like ours up and online. It keeps our team of 15 people connected in and out during this crazy news era and certainly during our live broadcast. And so that is why we trust pure talk to keep us connected and to keep us in the black as a company because pure talk allows us to run a smooth operation, a connected operation and a quick operation at the Benny show. There's literally no reason to pay for AT&T or T-Mobile or Verizon 80 bucks a month. Switch to pure talk for half the price blazing fast data at 30 bucks a month. We use it at The Benny Show and you should too. Pure Talk wants to keep the customer happy and Pure Talk loves America. It's a company that's founded by a U.S. veteran and they create jobs here in America. It's a company that supports me and my values. I invite you to switch to Pure Talk just like our company did. It'll take you as little as 10 minutes. Show corporate America that you're done funding leftist policies. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny to save 50% off your first month. Again, puretalk.com, promo code Benny to make the switch to Pure Talk. These people have betrayed us for the last time. And while Democrats hacked the voting systems and these voting cycles and Democrats legally, I cannot state it enough. It pains me to say it, but they have legal systems in these states. They have worked on this for decades. As many ballots into the hands of voters as possible and the mechanisms to pick up those ballots. It is legal in those states. We put the articles up. We put the numbers up. We put the laws up. You can see it and read it and weep. And I certainly do. But the reality was that Kerry Lake probably lost before anyone, any single Republican showed up on election day. It's very sad because I really love Kerry Lake. Adam Laxalt lost before anyone showed up on voting day. John Fetterman won before anyone showed up on election day. Because of the broken systems inside of the Republican Party, this is betrayal for them not understanding this. And then for them not funding MAGA candidates and at least trying to play in these systems, in these places, like in Arizona, spending multi-millions in Alaska in order to help out some freak pro-abortion stooge, bug-eyed weirdo, Murkowski. backstabbing your own party into permanent minority status instead of having to deal with a vocal base majority. And what they are doing right now to the MAGA movement is exactly what they did to the Tea Party movement. Tea Party had one good election. And then after, the, after a time, they were able to whittle them down and crush them. And the Uniparty won. And they are now trying to do that with MAGA. McCarthy, McConnell, McDaniel, McFailure. Senate GOP leaders are pushing forward with a plan to hold leadership elections next week, even as a growing number of Republicans demand a delay. Ron Johnson, Mike Lee, Rick Scott are circulating a letter pressing colleagues to sign on to a postponement of leadership elections scheduled Wednesday morning. The movement signals growing discontent with Senate GOP over increased likelihood that the party remains in the minority next year. This article was clearly written. Democrats will have the majority next year. Very sad. We are disappointed that the red wave failed to materialize, and there are multiple reasons it did not, senators say in their letter. First obtained by Politico, we need to have a serious discussion with our conference as to why and what we can do to improve our chances in 2024. As McConnell seeks to break former Senator Mike Mansfield's mark on longest-serving party leader, he's facing fresh questions from at least half a dozen Republicans, Ted Cruz included, who will serve as the Senate leader next year. 
Cynthia Loomis, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, Josh Hawley. These are big household names, and they are saying we need to second guess McCarthy. Eric Schmidt, who is senator-elect from Missouri, saying we need new leadership, calling for McCarthy to get out. Blake Masters and Don Bolduck, who lost in their races because they were did not get a penny in funding from McCarthy, said they also want McCarthy out. Vindictive old Galapagos turtle shell. This man deserves to rot inside of his enclosure at the local zoo, munching on lettuce for the rest of his life. Senator Marsha Blackburn is supportive of Senator Johnson and the Senate Republican policy chair, so Marsha Blackburn also joining in. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a cadre of depressing apparatchiks. I regret to inform you that Senator Joni Ernst from my former home state of Iowa, is one of them, Barrasso as well, who are uniting around Mitch. And I'm going to call him Mitch McCarthy. Mitch McCarthy is the endemic failure of the Republican Party and take Ron McDaniel with you. These people backstabbed America first. They would much rather parlay with Democrats than with MAGA or people of their own party or the base. They despise you. They are repulsed by you. And I have a personal story to tell you. I've never told this story on air. And let it be known that I'm going to start with a laundry list of complaints about those in power in Washington, D.C., because I know them well. And I've been inside those circles. I've gone to their stupid cocktail parties. Back in the day, I lived in Washington, D.C. I spent 15 years there. I know people on Mitch McConnell's staff. One of the most repulsive things I ever saw was a high-ranking member of Mitch McConnell's staff when I brought him a bottle of bourbon, assuming that, well, you're from Kentucky, wouldn't you like a bottle of bourbon? He outright rejected my gift. We were going to a party with him. I bring him a bottle of bourbon. I thought this would be a friendly gesture. He did work for Mitch McCarthy, after all, Mitch McConnell. He laughed in my face and said, I've never even been to Kentucky. Then he went on to talk about how bourbon is drank by poor people. Then he went on to say he hates the taste of bourbon and that he all but said he hates the people of Kentucky who end up voting his boss power every single year. This was Mitch McConnell's top staffer in Washington, D.C., a top guy. Rejecting my bourbon present because only poor people drink it, laughing about how he's never even been to Kentucky and repulsively spitting on the voters that give his boss power. This is who Mitch McConnell surrounds himself with. I live down the street from a major bundler for the RNC. Bundlers are people who do the fundraising. They do all the calls with all the rich people bringing in the RNC. I'm not going to name these people. Probably will come a time where I'll literally name them. We'll see. Certainly, if we gain power over the RNC, I will go through on a very, very short list and say, I know who these people are. The RNC is made up of never Trumpers people who hated Donald Trump and people who hate you. This fundraiser for the RNC, very top, top position, this is the person who cashes your checks. This person at a party laughed and giggled and told me how they lie when people ask them what they do. They say that they are Democrats. They fake that they work for the DNC or that they work for Democrats in the Senate in order to not rub people the wrong way inside of the cocktail circuits in Washington. These are the people who represent you. This is just a small scratching of the surface of stories that I know, that have personally, I have personally experienced how the Washington, D.C. elite GOP despises and is repulsed by you. And if you need further evidence of this, more than just anecdotal stories from your boy Benny, here it is. Scott Pressler on Twitter. Scott Pressler on Twitter said that no one in the GOP leadership ever reached out to him to try and to get him to help. Scott Pressler is, of course, the magnanimous whole watcher and walker. He is a hero and a legend. He registers Republicans and puts in the hard work on the ground to change hearts and minds. If you're not familiar with Scott's work, please follow him. He is a national treasure to the GOP. Scott Pressler is now headed to Georgia to do the same thing, but the Republican Party, the corporatist Republican Party, didn't reach out to him once. 
to try and establish the thing that Democrats have been doing in these states. And the reason why Democrats win the post-election vote is because they have hundreds of thousands of Scott Presslers out there gathering ballots and convincing people to vote Democrat. And we can't even reach out to our famous social media advocate, Scott Pressler, who does this for us. The GOP, the National Party, doesn't even reach out to him. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are looking for a recipe for permanent minority status and for the slow and complete erosion of your red states, because they will then come, they are swiftly coming for Texas. They will implement this in Texas. They will implement the strategy in your state. Then I encourage you to become awake now, to stop just screaming fraud and to start recognizing what election laws look like, how they were passed, and to prevent, perhaps on a federal level, the counting at least of post-election day ballots. It seems undemocratic. It seems bizarre world, third world, fourth world insane. And we actually don't think it's legal. But unfortunately, it's never actually been litigated. Joining me now is our favorite lawyer and somebody who had an interesting tweet on this topic this weekend, Mike Davis. Mike, thanks for being on the program. Uh, a dim outlook for Republicans. So much of this seems to be ballot algorithms and the understanding of how elections work in the year 2022. Republicans shoved their head quite literally into their turtle shells, depending on who they were, and didn't do anything to help us win. But you're saying that while early voting may be protected, that late voting seems to be borderline illegal or have no protections, and that what's happening right now uh, certainly shouldn't be allowed. Talk us through this. Yeah, so under the United States uh, Constitution, we have the Elections Clause, and that's Article 1, Section 4, Clause 1. And what the Elections Clause says is that state legislatures decide the time, place, and manner of federal elections unless that is overridden by Congress. And what Congress has done uh, for uh, for the House, the Senate, and the presidency, the federal offices, is Congress sets the day of election up for the, the Tuesday after the first Monday uh, in November for these even-numbered years uh, for uh, House and Senate and every four years for president. And the issue is, is that if, if, the, if Congress sets election day, uh, how do you have votes that come in after election day? The whole point of setting of Congress setting election day is because back in the late 1800s, the Ku Klux Klan would have different election days uh, for different House and, uh, House races, and it made it where they can go gather votes and their their Klan candidates could win the elections. And so Congress put a stop to that uh, through these through this federal statute. So that's the question. There is a uh, a, a case from 2000 election in the Fifth Circuit. U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit that says that uh, essentially that early voting, if you vote before Election Day, so long as it's, uh, the, it's the combined acts of the voter and the election official to show that it's a, uh, it's a final determination for the election, that, that was held to be uh, constitutional under the Elections Clause. I don't know if that's right. I think the Supreme Court should resolve that because we talk about Election Day. Election Day is Election Day, and it's not election month or election season, but there's a Fifth Circuit case on that, that uh, you know that, that's, that's controlling right now. That The issue is, is what happens when ballots are sent in after Election Day that we're seeing all over the country. And we have different laws. We, we have the Help America Vote Act. Uh, we have a statute that deals with overseas voters and military voters but what about just everyday Americans who are voting after Election Day? How is that legal under the Elections Clause and these federal statutes? And that's that's something that that should be resolved. Mm -hmm. How would it be resolved? Would somebody bring a suit like there are some very smart people on Adam Laxalt's campaign? I'm sure you know them uh, who are pretty upset at what is happening right now in Nevada. And what happened in Nevada is just 2020 redux, right? Like we don't learn our lessons. We learn the wrong lessons, I think, often as a Republican Party, and we've spent the last 40 minutes on the show talking through what the realities are, and the realities are is that you're just never going to win. If they can just continue to count votes, 
and albeit legally, because there are no laws preventing them from harvesting these votes and from casting these votes by mail, if they can continue to count the votes and begin to erode the election day show up for Republicans, then you will never win another federal election where these laws are in place. So what would be the solution here, Mike? Well, for, uh, for a, a legal solution, it would be a candidate who lost because of these late votes. And so if that's an Adam Laxalt or another candidate, if we can show that they lost because they were counting votes after if they were counting votes mailed in after Election Day, that would give that candidate standing to sue in federal court and say that, look, under this federal under this this federal statute, they can't cut, count these votes after election that, that were cast after Election Day. Uh, the elections clause of the Constitution trumps any state law that contradicts it. And so therefore, these votes should not count. Remember, Democrats pretend like they care about democracy and every vote counting. The Maricopa County voting machines, one third of them, approximately one third of them went down on Election Day for many hours. And the Democrats knew that it was Republicans who disproportionately show up on Election Day instead of early voting. And so they had huge lines, long lines, and people were told to go to other polling places places on Election Day. They showed up to these other polling places. They were already checked in at the prior place, so they could not vote. They were disenfranchised. Senator Mark Kelly opposed a modest uh, request to a court to extend voting hours by a few more hours so those people can vote. Senator Mark Kelly and the Democrats disenfranchised voters. So I don't want to hear them complaining that Republicans are, you know, uh, wanting to disenfranchise voters and, and Democrats care about democracy and Republicans don't. Democrats only care about power. They only care about winning and power. Republicans need to get out of this mindset that it's their patriotic duty only to show up on election day and wait in a six-hour line and then not be able to vote because of something that comes up on election day, whether it's a malfunction or they have a personal issue and an emergency that comes up. We need to play by the Democrats' rules win these elections, and then change these laws so that we do not have election season. We need to have election day. And if you, if there is a good reason why you can't vote on election day, you're military, you're overseas, you're sick, fine. We, you can put in a request for an absentee ballot, but these all-mail ballots, we saw this. I lived in Colorado for 10 years. We saw this in Colorado. Colorado went from a deep red state to a deep blue state because of mail ballots. And like you said, Benny, what happens is the Democrats, it's not about who's the most popular candidate, it's which organization has the better machine to go find these votes and turn them in. We need to end this. We need to do it through the, the, uh, the, uh, the political process, through Congress, through the state legislatures. We also need to do it through the legal process, through these federal statutes and the, and the elections clause. A 2000... Fifth Circuit case held early voting doesn't violate federal statutes, but it, but according to your tweet, there's absolutely nothing that says that voting after election day is legal, right? This hasn't been well, decided yet. For non-military and non-overseas voters, we have a UACAVA, which is a federal statute that applies to the uniform services, the military, public health service, and other, uh, the, the eight uh, uniform services in the federal government and their families along with people who live overseas. Other than those people, uh, late voting is not permitted. Uh, so we need to look at that. And what does that mean? Does, does that mean that the ballot has to be received by the election official by election day? What does it mean to, uh, to, to vote on election day? Does it mean that they can get it postmarked on election day, then it shows up five days later and they can count it? Or does it mean that it has to be uh, it has to be mailed and received by the election official on election day. It certainly means that it can't be postmarked after election day if you're not in the military, if you're not overseas. That's how it is in Florida. In Florida, you can mail in ballot. You have to request your mail in ballot, but you can get a mail in ballot. Perfectly legal. You just have to go through the proper channels. You can mail it in. But if it doesn't arrive by poll close, it doesn't get counted. That's the Florida. That's Florida state law. And so yeah, every, that's every state should move to the Florida model. Every state should move to the Florida model. And for Republican states to have not have done this by now, they hadn't learned their lesson before. That's just uh, unacceptable. These politicians need to wake up and start uh, start changing these election laws so we can have a free and fair election. We saw House Republicans led House Democrats by almost seven points, a seven point lead. That is a huge lead among House Republicans, yet we're going to barely win the House of Representatives. We cannot continue under this current system. This is 
This is about the Democrats' machine politics. It's not about the, the will of the American people. Yes, it's always been about the managerial class and managing your life for you. That is who makes up the Democrat Party. Who makes up the Republican Party, Mike? You've worked with McConnell. You've worked in the Senate. I want your take on this leadership race uh, with the time that you have left. So I, I, I personally, I like McConnell. I worked very closely with him on the judicial fight when I was the chief counsel for nominations to then-Chairman Chuck Grassley from our home state of Iowa, Ben. So I've been in the trenches with McConnell. He was rock solid on judges. He was rock solid on Kavanaugh. If Grassley or McConnell flinched in any way on Kavanaugh, we would have lost that nomination. We would have lost the midterm elections in 2018. We would have lost the Supreme Court. We would have lost the country. So it was so critical that they were uh, they were uh, very firm during that confirmation process, and they were I'm going to stay out of the current leadership fights in the House and the Senate. I will say that we need change in Washington. We need change in Washington, and we need uh, we, we need to start taking seriously these elections, and we need leaders who understand that the voters make the primary decisions, not the leaders. And so if there's a primary decision made by voters, the, the leaders need to get behind that because that's what uh, what that's what the Republican decision was. Yeah. It does sound it seems to me like everyone was caught so flat footed and, and now it is incumbent upon us and the people who have influence and the people who have audiences to start to message to the base exactly what the problems were. However, that's not my job. Right. I don't run the NRCC. And Mike, I know you only have like two minutes left here, but like I don't run the NRSC. It shouldn't be our research job to go through and research all these states. We did every state. We looked at every state law and we said, wow, these states have mail-in voting. These, these states have har ballot harvesting, legal ballot harvesting. Nobody on a, on a level, and I remember this when Pennsylvania went to universal mail-in voting, right? Which, of course, like collapsed Pennsylvania. John Fetterman won before anyone cast a ballot on Election Day. I mean, that's just, that's just clear in the data. You can just see it. You get, the vast majority of his votes came before Election Day. Um, nobody raised the alarm inside of the corporate GOP. No one. Uh, your thoughts on our path forward, it seems like we need to get deeply serious people who understand these mechanics if we ever hope to win federally again. I think that, and I, I, need, I would love to recruit Harmeet Dillon to have a very senior role at the Republican National Committee. She is a hard-charging lawyer. She lives out in California. Maybe we can convince her and her husband to move to D.C. for a couple of years to take a top role at the RNC. She's a, a good election lawyer. She's great on TV. She's a warrior. And we need someone with Harmeet Dillon's mindset at the RNC so we can rebuild the party operation to the reality that we have today, which is election season, not election day. If we, when we show up on election day with our lawyers and our voters, the election's already lost. You already pointed that out with, uh, with Fetterman. We need to get serious about winning elections like the Democrats do. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Mike's a very serious person. I hope I hope that job maybe falls to you, Mike. Who knows? I love Harmeet, too, but who knows? And then please move the RNC to Florida, damn it. Why is the RNC in D.C.? It doesn't make any sense. Move it to Florida. A, Tampa's a nice place. That's a very good question. God bless that's you, Mike. That's a very Thank good you. question. Thank you, Ben. All right, ladies and gentlemen. This is the show. We're going to give you the, the hard facts. We're going to give you the straight dish. We are going to chop wood here, and we're going to be honest with you about the realities. Also, because of you and because of your support, we have a research team here. We have a production team here. We can go through and look through these laws. We can give you all of the data and the information that you need to be smart and to demand better of your class, your political class, and the elites that think that they run your life, but you actually run them. And if you want to continue to run them and you want to continue to support shows like ours, please subscribe to our podcast. Please consider subscribing to the show. Click like and click subscribe on the social media platform that you're watching on right now. We appreciate very much your viewership. We do this show for you. We are not owned by any corporation or any massive news conglomerate. Uh, we do this show specifically for you. And that is why there's no one pulling our strings. There's no McCarthy people in our ear screaming at us about leadership races and no McConnell people in our ear, you know, uh, screaming at us about this or that. It's not owned by them. They are owned by us. We're in charge. They answer to us. 
You are in control. And if you wish to stay in control, please subscribe to our show because we are going to have one hell of a battle over the next two years for the future of this nation. We will be there fighting right alongside with you, including fighting some of the incredible fraud that is happening. Real fraud. Now, this is the real fraud. Okay, so I've been telling you there is legal. There are legal, dangerous balloting and election rules, but they are legal. They're on the books. We looked them up. We looked up state laws. They're on the books in these states. There's real fraud that actually happened that affected this election. And that fraud was FTX crypto exchange, ladies and gentlemen. The FTX crypto exchange, a guy named Sam Bankman-Fried. Sam Bankman-Fried. Correction there. Sam Bankman-Fried. This guy, scum. He took a multi-billion dollar cryptocurrency company and he essentially embezzled money from the people who were banking their crypto with him and gave it to Democrats. And then he collapsed his company into Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Scum. He's the second largest Democrat donor, one of the second largest donors in America this cycle, second only to George Soros. He was Joe Biden's second largest donor that tells you anything. And then when FTX customers tried to remove their funds, shockingly, last week, they didn't have any funds to pay out. It was revealed that FTX had partnered with Ukraine to process donations to their war efforts within days of Joe Biden pledging billions in American taxpayer dollars to the country. This from the post-millennial. Ukraine invested in FTX as a Biden administration funneled funds to the invaded nation, and FTX made massive donations to Democrats in the United States. This was a Ponzi scheme. This was created in order to fund Democrat candidates out of your bank accounts. They stole from you. If you're into crypto, this is what happened. This scum, Sam Bankman-Fried, who should hopefully and prayerfully go to jail for the rest of his life, this incel jackwad made donations to Democrats that totaled 39 million, 40 million, putting him behind George Soros only this cycle. How's that for being the party of the people, party of the dispossessed? Yes. Your party is completely funded by repulsive billionaires. 40 million, George Soros gave 128 million. And you know where that money went? Instead of Republican, when you donate to Republicans, it goes to these greasy consultants who then steal all your money. That's what happens inside the Republican Party. And we, we will cover that on a different day. Believe that the consultant class of the Republican Party are as big a criminals as anyone in this nation. What happens for Democrats? Well, possibly the same thing, but also they invest in ground games to go pick up these ballots and to go place these ballots into the election boxes. That's what they do. And you know what? As we listed, it's legal in these states, and that's where this money goes. So the elections are won before the polls open on election day. That's how it works. Bloomberg reports Sam uh, Sam Bankman-Fried had his net worth go from $15 billion to $1 billion in the biggest day collapse ever seen among billionaires. The Personal loss of funds coincided with FTX implosion. It is expected that Bankman-Fried will go into bankruptcy and face a liquidity crunch and the abrupt change to financial status as he already filed Chapter 11. FTX lost roughly $1 billion of customer funds as the money vanished, causing federal regulators to look into the company. The investigation will be conducted to determine the extent of harm to clients and what laws FTX has broken. Though FTS is not based in the U.S., a move that makes it possible for FTX to skirt U.S. financial regulatory laws. FTX is under investigation by the Securities and Exchange Commission regarding the management and handling of client funds. In the latest development, FTX has more questions to answer as scrutiny builds around the SEC investigation. Roughly $5 billion was withdrawn from FTX on Sunday. The trouble began for FTX last week when rival crypto company Binance said they were selling off their holdings, and then the collapse continued from there. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this guy called a shambolic 30-year-old whiz kid from the New York Post, said to have been worth $16 billion, spent $10 million helping get Biden elected in 2020. What did he support? He supported get out the vote. Four Democrats. He funded super PACs called Protect Our Future and Guarding Against Pandemics. In case you were wondering if I'm completely correct in what I have told you up to this point, that Democrats focus not on the individual voter, but on the ballot mechanisms and the ballot algorithms. This left wing incel doofus. His parents are Democrat activists, LOL. They work for Stanford Law, LOL. They are Democrats who raised a reported $140 million to get out the vote. In case you're wondering if I'm 100% correct. They, Democrats invest in get out the vote, and that get out the vote is not about election day, it's about the election months leading up to election day, so that they win elections before the elections even happen. Here's Sam Bankman-Fried with Bill Clinton and Tony Blair. This is the fraudulence of the left. The left say that Tony Blair is a peacemaker, Bill Clinton is a feminist, and that Sam Bankman-Fried is a philanthropist. No, this guy's a criminal. This guy was invited to crypto summits and had glitzy TV ads and social media videos. He was even, and this will come as absolutely zero shock to any of you watching, lauded by the World Economic Forum. That's right. FTX, World Economic Forum, in a page that has now been taken down. FTX was a partner with the World Economic Forum. In case you're wondering if everything around you is fraudulent, and if everything around you is run by the most corrupt group of virtue-signaling incels and repulsive criminals like Bill Clinton, these people, the elections in America are run by the Sam Bankman-Fried class. These people are garbage. And until we start to focus in on the fraudulence, because this is real fraud, right? This is securities fraud. This man is stealing. Sam Bankman-Fried needs to go to prison for the rest of his life inside of Guantanamo Bay, punching license plates. The scumbag embezzled bank accounts of Americans and then handed them to the Democrat Party. Where is the outrage? Where is the calls for investigation? They call to investigate Elon Trump every second of every day. I I'm sorry, Elon Trump, Elon Musk and Trump. Mitch McCarthy, Elon Trump, whatever, man. Put them all together. Trump probably announcing tomorrow. And Trump getting a weird endorsement from an unlikely source. Dave Chappelle on Saturday Night Live. Dave Chappelle had this to say about Donald Trump and why he gained power. And we thought it was poignant. It was thoughtful. It was esoteric, as Dave Chappelle often is. And it was actual comedy based on reality. And Dave Chappelle speaking for the voice of the millions in America who have no voice. Dave Chappelle lives in Ohio. He lives in a rural part of Ohio. And he explains Trump's rise thusly very well done. Watch. A lot of you don't understand why Trump was so popular, but I, I get it because I hear it every day. He's very loved. And the reason he's loved is because people in Ohio have never seen somebody like him. He's what I call an honest liar. Well, I'm not joking right now. He's an honest liar. That first debate, that first debate, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen a white male billionaire screaming at the top of his lungs this whole system is rigged he said and across the stage was a white woman hillary clinton and barack obama sitting over there looking at him like no it's not i said now wait a minute bro it's what he said and the moderator said well mr trump if in fact the system is rigged as he suggests what would be your evidence remember what he said bro he said 
I know the system is rigged because I use it. I said, God damn. <laughs> no one ever heard someone say something that true. And then Hillary Clinton tried to punch me in the taxes. She said, this man doesn't pay his taxes. He shot right back. That makes me smart. <laughs> and then he said, if you want me to pay my taxes, then change the tax code. But I know you won't because your friends and your donors enjoy the same tax breaks that I do. And with that, my friends, the star was born. Fraudulence, ladies and gentlemen, and perfectly stated from Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle talking about one side of the coin and us on this show talking about the other side. What they are doing is written into law. You cannot say it's illegal because it's not. Donald Trump doesn't pay his taxes? Okay, we'll stop making loopholes for billionaires in the tax codes. Well, if they did that, then they wouldn't be getting the Sam Bankman-Fried checks every single election cycle. And the George Soros checks ban foreign billionaires from spending money in our election. Oh, we can't do that. We hate the billionaire class, but we can't do that. We wouldn't get any funding. You can't complain about a system without understanding how that system works and who it's benefiting. And you can't complain about the 2022 election results without setting yourself about changing these systems or changing the way we use these systems, more importantly, as a party. And that's what we're going to do on this show. This show is going to be your go-to spot for 2024 and what the Republican Party is doing to modernize, change, fight, and win. Donald Trump may be announcing tomorrow at Mar-a-Lago. Everyone we talk to says, yes, he is announcing his run for president tomorrow. Will Ron DeSantis announce? We don't know. We don't have any determination from Ron DeSantis' team. We're very close with both teams. As we said on Friday, we wish them both well, and we see them both as kaiju. One is King Kong, and one is Godzilla, and they must fight. If indeed they decide to fight, Ron DeSantis may not run for president. We don't know. We don't know. And anybody who tells you uh, they know otherwise is lying. There's only one person who really helps Ron DeSantis make his political calculations. And I can tell you this. It's his wife, Casey. He loves his wife very much. They make choices as a team. And Ron DeSantis will decide. I think based on his family and based on what I know, uh, what's best for, for him and his career and his family. And all that bundled together. The other message from DeSantis' world is don't expect some type of monstrous clash. Uh, just yet, Ron DeSantis will not be responding to Trump. Trump attacked DeSantis in a preemptive attack. We didn't think it was smart. We don't want mommy and daddy to fight. King Kong Godzilla right now. Announce you're running. Take it to the primary voters. Ultimately, you're in charge. As Mike Davis just said on this show, you need to respect the votes of the base and the people who show up. And if you don't do that, then you're not going to have a party because then those people are going to feel betrayed. I know there's a lot of people who feel betrayed out there right now from our Republican establishment, and you damn well have a right to. But you also have a right to know that there are people like our show who are out fighting for your future and doing the hard work to fix what happened in 2022. And to make operational manifestation gains to fix what happened and then to advance, to be on offense. We do not want to have this feeling in our gut that all is lost and we don't. This country is a country that is founded on Judeo-Christian principles and on the principles of us being a nation of law and order and faith there have been very bad times in this country's past. In fact, if you look at Dred Scott cases and if you look at uh, the Jim Crow laws, Democrats have been trying to meddle with elections in their favor forever. Forever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't. Barack Obama talked about it when he was running in 2008. We'll pull that clip for tomorrow's show. Nothing is new under the sun. And so you must keep the faith. And if you are a believer, in a almighty creator, then you have to put your faith in him 
and not in man. Do not put your faith in Mitch McConnell. Do not put your faith in Kevin McCarthy. Do not put your faith in these flawed people. This place has always been fallen. So it is time for us to say a silent prayer, live with open eyes, and to use our energy to fix what is broken. It was never an easy fight in America. It wasn't easy for George Washington. It wasn't easy for Abraham Lincoln. It wasn't easy during World War I or II or the Civil War. None of it was ever easy. And a lot of people had it a lot harder than we do today. So no more dooming and no more blackpilling. You'll get red pills on this program. And while Republican leadership may have to choke them down, we will tell you how we fix this. And we will go about the process of doing that and pushing that today. Now, starting, the weeping and the crying and the salt, ladies and gentlemen, must continue to flow. But from the other side, as we advance and we take on the challenges before us, we do it because we have our priorities in order on the show, God, family, country. We do it because we're free men and women. We're going to stay that way, and we're only going to stay that way because we fight. And that's what we'll do on this program. Your boy, Benny. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll fight right alongside with you. God bless you. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show.